what is cooking everyone you've reached scriptwriter steve and today is january 18th 2021 it's currently 4 52 a.m in the morning and i am podcasting to you when i should be actually sleeping why am i up right now hmm well i got some things on my mind right now just finished up doing some uh retouching of some wedding photos as you know i own and operate a wedding company here and I was also working on a story as well, too, a fictional story that, I'm, that I will be publishing later on, I think in about a month or so. And then I, I just wanted to talk to you guys on what was on my mind. So <laughs> funny story, funny story that uh, I got involved with a Facebook comment war with a liberal. And I thought I'd just share my thoughts on that and liberals in general. And I think that'll be a pretty funny one. And um, tomorrow, I'll talk about President Trump's personality. I'll analyze that in deep. I was going to talk about that today, but let's talk about this Facebook comment war. And um, I think it'll be pretty entertaining because it's always, um, you know, liberals, yeah, they kind of entertain me. <laughs> you know, you poke and prod at them and they're very predictable on what they'll keep saying, right? They just, you want to see things just tick them off a little bit. But um, all right, so uh, we'll get all into this right after these messages. It won't be a very long podcast because I got to go to bed, right? So I'll be right back, guys. Okay, so I am back and I hope you're back there. And, uh, you know, those little advertisements that I have there, it really, really helps me. Um, I think... Uh, I think I get about 0.02 cents every single time you guys listen. And I think I'm up to maybe about $4.50 right now. And I've been doing this for about a month and a half. So uh, I'm thinking with all the money on all my riches that I make, I think I'll go to McDonald's and maybe um, this is when I get 9 or $10 because that's how, that's, that's how I think of how expensive extra value meals are nowadays. Jeez. I remember back in high school when there were... I think they were about like $3.50 for like a Coke, uh, Michael Jordan hamburger, and large fries. You remember that Michael Jordan hamburger that had a little round piece of bacon in there? It was really, really good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was back in, the, back in the 90s. I'm a 95 grad, by the way, if you're wondering. I'm 43 going on 44, and uh, that was the best time of my life when, <laughs> not, you know, in the 90s, you could say things and people wouldn't get offended as much as they do now. You know, I think those were probably the best days where you, you could have real comedy and you, you didn't have to be politi politically correct. Um, you can say, hey, I think that looks gay. And then they wouldn't say, oh, you're, you're actually anti-LGBTQ. And then we hate you. And then we're going to cancel your company and you're, or you're going to get fired. It's like, whoa, whoa, I, I just made a comment, you know, about that. You know, people were just, the, the, the sensitivity dial wasn't turned all the way to the right. And the knob wasn't broken off and stuck there. So anyway, so going on to the subject here about Facebook comment wars, which I, I guess every time I get involved with one, I, you know, I try to avoid them and then I get involved with one and it's hard to pull yourself out, um, especially because, I'm just that type of person who loves to complain. I love, I love to debate. I love to, you know, kind of... And it's not as though I want to pr prove a person wrong. Um, in my mind, in my, in my world, I'm trying to save them. I'm trying to reform them to put them on the right direction. And, uh, and while I think I'm doing something right, I'm actually arguing, which is, and I'm triggering them, which is, not, which is really not a good thing, too. So I always make a, 
kind of like a effort to pull myself back, and that's the healthier side of me. So I always have to have to make a physical or mental effort to say, "Hey, Steve, uh, let this one go. Just let it go." Um, but what I saw today was that one of my friends, who's a conservative, um, she started to get attacked by left and right by some of her friends who are very strong liberals. And uh, I thought I'd just, you know, poke my nose in there and just defend her. And uh, and it all started of her just, you know, posting this very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, uh, a screenshot, a screenshot of um, of something from the Epoch Times. And then they just started hammering her. So I said, I said you know, I'm going to, you know, this woman is a very nice woman. I'm just going to defend her. And boy, did, then they started going after me. And I didn't defend her in saying that, hey, stop, you know, you know, um, stop actually uh, uh, attacking her. I just defended her point of view and saying, and just basically said, you know, my, I guess my two cents. And it's very interesting when you talk to these liberals, because it doesn't matter what level of, I guess, what their level in society is, whether or not you're a regular, you know, a regular person or a Nancy Pelosi or you work for the mainstream media they all live in the same echo chamber. Even the college student, they all live in the same echo chamber. And uh, they'll just repeat the same thing over and over again. And what came up in this topic right here, which I poked my nose into, was, uh, you know, of course, the two topics that are on hand right now, which is number one, insurrection, um, impeachment, because of the quote-unquote insurrection. And number two was the topic of voter fraud. And of course, they said there's no voter fraud out there. And then I posted some links um, that said, well, here's all the hearings that went on. And why don't you take a look at it? Because these are all the proof of voter fraud out there, or at least the evidence. And my argument to them was that shouldn't this evidence be put into court, cross-examined by the defense or the prosecutors, you know, so forth. I'm, I would guess that um, Trump would be on the be a defendant or would she be, would he be a prosecutor? I'm not sure. But at least have this in court. And and have a jury or or just have that that have due process, right? Have the have have President Trump's uh, ability of due process to actually say, "Hey, I think this this election was stolen, and here is why." And then have those witnesses cross-examined, and then the the jury or we the people could could actually see this um, run out and uh, I guess see this entire process in person on TV. And seeing lawyers go after them, tear them apart, and um, seeing for ourselves whether or not Dominion machines did flip votes, if this um, person who witnessed voter fraud was legit, or, or she actually, does she actually have an agenda? Is she lying, or is she not lying, or he or she is lying, um, and, and so forth, right? Because all of this, there's so much evidence here of, um, there's so many allegations out there that I think we should get to the bottom of it. But unfortunately, the courts did not allow us to get to the bottom of it. So all we have is right right now are affidavits and a one-sided narrative. And then we don't have this, I wanted to hear what the Democrats would bring to the table. I wanted to hear them try to discredit these witnesses. I didn't want to hear, you know, the debate is over, you know, Biden won. Because I've heard that too much from the left. I've heard that with Black Lives Matter, the debate is over Systemic racism is real. The debate is over. The cops are racist. Don't debate this, right? The debate is over. Um, sci the science is in. Global warming is true. Don't debate this. 
The debate is over. Straws caused, like, you know, the ocean to be polluted. That's why we're banning straws. Don't debate this. They always say the debate is over when the debate has never started. It, it completely drives me nuts. And here's the thing. From the left, from the left, they don't want people to actually dive into the details. Now, where do you find this usually? You find this in cults. You really do find this in cults where they'll say, hey, don't dive into the details of your cult leader because if you do do that, you may find that he's not really that person, that really genuine person that he is. Don't dive into Joe Biden's past. Don't, don't dive into to Hunter Biden or, what the, or the deals they did into China. Just stay on the surface. He's a good guy. He's going to fix everything. You know, don't dive into how Kamala Harris got into office or the process of her. She is there. She represents all women, and she's an, she's an inspirational story. Stay there on the surface with the narrative that we provide. Don't go deep. So anyway, what do I do in this uh, you know comment war? I go deep. You know, now I just I just post links. You know, I just post links to say, hey, take a look at these YouTube links from Right Side Broadcasting because here's the good thing: YouTube didn't remove them, right? They don't want to look at it. They won't look at it. Details, it's like garlic to a vampire to them, right? They're the vampire. The details are the garlic. Strange. I, I talk about the insurrection. I said, well, if Trump did, if his speech did cause, to, if, his, if his speech did incite riots, right? Why did the people who showed up there, the people who rioted, the people who were there on the front line, number one, why did the riots start during when... Why did they start during his speech? That means they were planning to riot beforehand. Why did they show up in riot gear? Why did they show up in gas mask? You know, if you show up to a wedding in a gas mask, you're, you're basically going to cause trouble, right? You know, it's, it's like you show, up, you show up to a protest in a gas mask, you say, okay, yeah, that guy's out to cause trouble. It's pretty easy to conclude that, except they can't conclude that. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> it just goes right Right in one ear, right out the other. Or, or like right in one eye and right and out the other. It's like, oh my God, you know, you're, you know, your blood's just shooting through your eyes and saying, you know, you wish you just like, you know, you feel like you want to strangle them. You're like, just listen, you know, like that, but you don't want to. It's just one of those things, right? Just watch what, what I just said right now. The Democrats will say, look at Steve. He wants to choke someone. They'll take that out of context, right? But um, and here's the thing, too. I started to realize that, you know, you're, and it's not something I just started to realize. Um, I've, I've always realized this. Your ability to be successful in life, it's really based upon your ability to determine crap from gold. Really, is this crappy or is it gold? And um, lately, a lot of people can't determine crap from gold. I mean, it's everything from relationships to investments to, you know, to basically decisions in life. You know, should I go down this road, the crappy road, or, down, go, or go down this gold road? And when they look at Trump, all they see is crap. When he is actually gold, he's not a bad guy. When they see, and, and they'll, see, they'll see things like, they'll say things like Trump is a Nazi. And then you'll say, and I'll say, well, look at all the things he's done for the Jews. And they'll say things like, yeah, that's why he's a Nazi. And I said, no, wait a minute. 
the Nazis wanted to exterminate the Jews. And they said, no, you should never do that for the Jews. I said, wait a minute, you're the anti-Semite, you're the Nazi. And they can't see that. They can't even see that their opinion is crap. They can't even see that because they're so blindsided. And they're not morally driven. And that's what I noticed with this right here. They're not, the Democrat Party is not morally driven at all. None whatsoever. They are agenda-driven, more so even that they're allegiance-driven. Do you, do you remember when Brett Kavanaugh was out there going to be confirmed as a Supreme Court justice? And what were they doing left and right? They were saying that Brett Kavanaugh was some type of rapist, and that's why you couldn't actually confirm him, because this guy was a sexual predator. How can you put a sexual predator in the, one of the highest offices? Now, fast forward to the present. You have Tara Reid, who, whose story, now her story was that, again, she was sexually harassed by Joe Biden. And it's so weird because <laughs> her story included Joe Biden saying, come on, man, you know, you're nothing. He used the word, she used the word, come on, man. This is before the entire come on, man narrative was started, right? When everyone, when all the other Republicans started to realize, well, he says come on, man, a lot of times, right? She had said it. She said his line when he gets rejected. Come on, man. Now, her story could only be told to 60 Minutes Australia, not America. Could you imagine that? 60 Minutes Australia was the only, was the only media outlet that interviewed her. Everyone else, you know, Fox News, everyone, they all said no to her. <laughs> MSNBC, all of those, they, they completely took her story and brushed it under brushed it under the, under the table, never to be heard from again because they had to protect Joe Biden. They had to protect him. He wasn't like Brett Kavanaugh. And here they go. And the left, you, you tell them about it. You tell these people who are attacking my friend about it. Nope. They don't want to hear about it. Joe Biden's a good guy. You know, again, they don't have any morals. What happened to that? What happened to that that story? I think it was amazing. Hirono, our Hawaii representative, said that all women should be heard, all women should be believed. Well, not her. No, not her. If they had morals, they would listen to her. But no, they don't care. Bill Clinton, who flat out, you know, you know, was you know, having an, an intimate relationship with Monica Lewinsky in the Oval Office, and in the hallways around there, you know, they don't care. They really don't care. You know, it, it doesn't matter to them. Now, when it comes to Trump's allegations, all of those were proven false. <laughs> the stories don't make sense. Every single one of them, I dug, in, I dug into every single one, all 20, I think it was 21 or 25. I did that, and I said, man, all, they were plot holes and logical loopholes. They were just really bad lies that really needed to be rewritten to make it more believable. I mean, I think there was one where this one lady said that she, that she had sex with Donald Trump in a dressing room in this rich area, and you looked at the dressing room, the dressing room in that area, it was out there in the front, and you could see people's feet walking around on there. You know, some, some are just doors, right? And you can see the people's feet on the bottom. That was that type of dressing room. You could tell if there's a person in there changing, and you can tell if there's a person in there having sex. It's right there on the front. Bad lie. It's a bad, bad lie. And uh, I don't know. But again, 
you know, what, that's just what I realized, you know, it's, um, and here's the thing about it. How do we, how do we, I guess, attain the ability to determine crop from gold, right? I think that's the ultimate question here. And, um, my main thing is that first of all, it's perspective. You have to have a really good perspective, a healthy perspective. I call it the third eye sometimes. And you have to have this omniscient point of view. You have to try to detach your own agenda, your own fears. You have to try to detach your, yourself from the entire situation. And, it's, and that, that in itself is very hard to do. But the main thing and how, what makes it, makes it a lot easier is that you have to be open to conversation. And you have to be open to being wrong. And that's what's wrong with the left. They're not open to being wrong. And here's the really great thing about Trump. You know, people ask, why was, why was Dr. Fauci on top of his COVID-19 staff? Well, and why did he have so many other opinions that, that really conflicted with his on his staff? And he, Trump has always said, and even in the, the art of the deal, is that it's really good to have people who really disagree with you because you, you don't want yes men. You know, for me, when I write, I want a person who actually takes a look at what I write and say, Steve, this is crap. This is boring. You got you to gotta freaking rewrite this because if you don't, you know, your audience is going to go to sleep. I don't need a person who says, oh, yeah, it's great, 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 great. And then all of a sudden, you know, great, 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 great. I write it and write it and nobody, nobody likes what I write, you know. That's the worst. That's the worst. So... Anyway, people, I'm going to go end this uh, podcast right now. Uh, I want to save the best for tomorrow, which is uh, I want to really dig in deep onto um, President Trump's personality type. Um, it's going to be a good one, but I'm just going to give you a little teaser here and say that he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy at all. He's actually a very good guy. And, you know, your, your loyalty to him, which is not like a cult leader loyalty, your loyalty to him saying that being that he is a good guy and you believe that he makes the right decisions, well, you're right. And I can prove it. Okay, so I'm going to uh, end it right here. Hope you had a great weekend and I will talk to you soon.